Hello, everyone, and welcome to One Meal, One Workout, your new approach to food and fitness. Brought to you by Element OP Productions, elementop.com. And now, here are your hosts, Aaron Butler and Don Sullivan. Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome to One Meal, One Workout. We're going to have an awesome, amazing show today. And uh, I'm just excited to have our guest, Steve Cam, here from nerdfitness.com. And so we'll get have him on in a minute. But until that, until that moment in which he becomes part of the show, we have what we call in the biz, the warm-up. And the warm-up is when we blather about things that aren't really associated with the topic, but an attempt to make you feel more at home and at ease and connect with the hosts. So without further ado, we're going to begin the warm-up and scene. Okay. Marker, Mark, Marker, Don, Don, Marker. What am I talking about? I've lost it. (laughs) Tell us, Mark, how's it going? Hey, well, I wanted to talk about uh, something that I had mentioned on this show before and that uh, ties into a previous episode and that our audience might be interested in, and that is my experiences with my new CPAP machine. I've had it now exactly two weeks. Today is the second week that I've had it, Um, and uh, just a couple of, you know, I suspect that many of our listeners actually need to go through this process. I talked a little bit about the sleep study and, and what I went through there. And I, and I mentioned to you when I first got the machine. So here we are now, two weeks in, and um, I just wanted to tell you a couple of things. First off, mask fit is very important. And um, the whole time when when the nurse came out and brought me the mask and, and everything I'd ever read, they kept saying, don't over-tighten the mask. Don't over-tighten the mask. But the thing is, nobody knows what over-tightened means. Yeah, because you've worn lots of CPAPs before, so you right. know when one's tight and when's not. Right. I have lots of experience with CPAPs. So... Um, I told, I think I mentioned on last week's show that it was at a point where every time I moved, the dang mask fell off and it was, it would wake me up and it was terrible. So I went to uh, do what any good nerd would do. I went to YouTube and looked up some videos on CPAP fitness uh, fitting. Yes, there are YouTube videos on how to fit a CPAP. One of which is put out by the Philips Corporation that makes the very mask I use. And so they show the guy putting it on, and then they say, adjust the mask. And he like, cranks that thing down so much that it looks like Mo pulling Curly around by his nostrils. <laughs> uh, and I had always just had mine barely fit in there. So that very afternoon, I went and, and cranked the thing down and made it really snug. You know, it wasn't painful, but it was very snug. And then I found that having a very soft pillow, I have one of those, you know, those squishy pillows that have the tiny little styrofoam balls in them. I have mm-hmm. my regular firm pillows that I like, and then I have that on top so that when I roll over, there's nothing pressing on the mask really hard because the pillow kind of contours to it. That plus the tightening of the mask made it fit so much better. And for the first time, about six days ago, I slept all the way through the night for the first time that I can remember. I mean, it's been years since I slept all the way through the night. And one, one interesting side effect that I've never heard anybody talk about, and it may just be me, but I have had the most vivid dreams that I that I can ever remember having. I don't often remember my dreams, but these have not not only have I been dreaming like all night every night, but they've been very vivid and and very exhausting. It's almost tiring to have that many dreams all at once. And I, I and I talked to another listener to the Tightwad Tech Show actually, who's been a CPAP wearer for a while, and he said that was the way it was when he first got it. So apparently, your brain sort of gets deprived of REM sleep, and then starts right. catching up on it. And he says his his experiences where that went on for a couple of months and then things leveled out. So right now I have a mask that fits, it's comfortable ish, and I'm having uh, I'm sleeping through the night and having the most weird dreams I've ever had. 
So that's my CPAP update. Well, hey, if you want to get really crazy, since you're going to be nerdy, go research lucid dreaming because it sounds like this would be the ultimate time to actually figure out how that works. I've heard people can actually make themselves dream. If you're not familiar with it, they can make themselves dream whatever they want to dream. So you can just go have adventures in your head while you're sleeping. I've done some of that, actually, believe it or not, without dropping acid. <laughs> I used to be able to do it when I was a kid. I could choose my dreams. And if I was aware once I was dreaming that I was dreaming, I could take control of it. It's kind of cool. Excellent. And I, I see something in the notes here too, Mark. That says new chair. Yeah. Are you the chairman of a new department, or <laughs> I have a new chair. I got a new chair for Christmas, and and this is one of the stories that is both cool and depressing all at the same time. So the chair that I use out here in the Pod Pod was an old, broken down, literally broken down um, desk chair that one day a couple of weeks ago literally fell apart on me. I was sitting on it, and it went, and I was sitting on the floor. So it was it was one of those moments. So my my loving wife went to the Fat Man catalog. Do you guys get a Fat Man catalog? No. No? Okay. I don't know. I've never publicly acknowledged to any mailing list that I am a Fat Man. Okay. Well, I, I'm, I still get my uh, casual mail big and tall yeah. thing. I need to tell them to quit sending me that. But uh, Well, I do all my shopping online for clothes and shoes and stuff. And apparently one of those companies has a Fat Man catalog called uh, Plus Size Living. And so they send me the Fat Man catalog. It's kind of interesting, uh, but also kind of sad and depressing. Uh, but she got me a Fat Man chair. And it's a, it's very tall. It's great because I'm very tall. In fact, I can't push up uh, to this table I'm at because the arms of my chair are actually set about two inches over the height of the chair, which is nice because it's comfortable on my knees. But anyway, so as I'm assembling this chair, I pull it out of the box and I think, oh my gosh, this is the biggest chair I've ever seen in my life. This is like two and a half regular <clears throat> people could fit in this chair. It's huge. And I'm assembling it and the whole time I'm thinking, man, this is giant. I get it all put together and I sit down in it. And it's just the right size. And it's so humiliating. <laughs> you know, it's, it was like, one of the, I can't believe how big this chair is. And darn it, it actually has to be that big. So it was well, Mark, kind of a plus add, and minus all in one shot. You got a great chair that fits you, but it's bigger than you want it to have to be. Yes. Well, can you, for those, for those ones out there watching the stream, can you stand up from the chair, step to the side, and point the camera at it so we can get an eyeball of your giant chair? I, I don't so, think so. I don't think I can okay. actually point the camera there to make that happen. Can you pick the chair up? Is it that big? Or could you? No, I'm really interested. Like, <laughs> just, what model is it? I'm just Aaron, I think Mark's trying to avoid showing the chair <laughs> on the camera. It's just going to look like a regular chair. Let me see what I, I know. Do. Can you put something up next to it to make it in scale? Can you have your daughter stand next to put the chair? Put a dollar bill on the chair. You're right. It just looks like a big chair. in the scene. It looks like a regular office chair. We had a guy that I used to work with that was, I'm, I've always been a big guy, but he was much, much bigger than I. Put a and, dime on uh, it, Mark, and tell us it's a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> he, he got, they got him a chair, a, a, a fat man chair, I guess. And ironically enough, once he left the company, everyone fought over that chair. Girls especially wanted it, very small girls, because they could curl up in the chair. They could put their knees up in it and like hold a notebook in it and take notes or hold their keyboard in it or whatever. Yeah, that's great. Well, I would admit that I actually, we have several of our offices have these $800 Herman Miller chairs, the metal ones with the, like the stretchy fabric in between and the lumbar support and 15 different dials to adjust it. And they're really fancy and, ex and expensive. Oh, I, I could not fit so in those. My rear end was so wide that I actually ended up sitting on the metal bars on the side and it killed me. And I was finally able to get down small enough to get one of those. And then I got moved to another floor and was not allowed to take my chair with me. <laughs> so that kind of stank. <clears throat> Being a big guy, so, uh, I built uh, our school, built a new building and we were ordering furniture 
And while we were going through the catalog, I told the rep, I said, can I get a desk that's four inches taller? And they were like, well, sure. So I got a, a desk that's really tall. And my, su- my principal, superintendent now, um, is about the same height I am. He's about six foot four as well. And he walked in one day and said, wow, look at that desk. That's huge. How'd you get that? I said, I asked for it. He said, wow, I wish I'd thought of that. Cause he's sitting and my mom little, actually had her kitchen counters made four inches taller because she's a little taller than the average woman. She's five, seven, five, eight. And so it, for her, it's comfortable elbows at 90 degrees when she's shopping, yep. you know, there's no hunching over. See, it would be Don standing desk for him. You know, my, my regular desk would be Don standing desk. <laughs> I doubt that Mark. I'm six two. So, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I was just trying to make a joke. Okay. So you Don, have to go get literal on me. My mine is my wife. Uh, it comes up to her neck. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> Weight Watchers crew exclamation point. Yeah. Um. Strangely enough, my my wife and my wife's best friend, who is the wife of one of my best friends, just suddenly decided that they. My wife's been. I think I mentioned a couple shows ago that my wife started back on Weight Watchers. And her friend was very interested. Well, this week she decided that she's going to sign up and that the husbands were going to come over or, well, whatever. We were all going to meet and have dinner one night a week and we we're going to weigh in together so we could keep each other accountable instead of just the girls going to the meetings. The guys were going to participate too because they weren't going to cook two dinners every night, which only made sense, um, right. which I was fine with. Uh, my buddy was just kind of... Uh, left in the dust because everybody else is like, all right, Weight Watchers, let's do this. And he's like, okay. So <laughs> he's he's also a large guy. Um, for a minute there, I was actually smaller than him for the first time since I've known him. And I've crept back over his weight. He's kind of stayed the same for the past few years. But he is, um, he's he and his wife are going to start doing P90X. And I said, uh, sign me up for P90 seconds because I don't have yes. six days a week to do this. Uh, so I'm continuing running, but they're working on, on exercising and they're doing Weight Watchers with us. We have another couple that did not make the first weigh-in last night, but they're also wanted to, to weigh in with us. They're another couple of good friends of ours and we're excited actually. We've, we've got some, some commitment from some folks and we've actually got a good group together and I think we're actually going to be able to make something sustainable happen. So we're very very excited about it. And that's awesome because doing things with other people is the most effective way to do them. Yeah. Don, if I emailed you my weight every Saturday, because that's when I weigh in, could you could you tell it to the group each week and then give me feedback and yell at me if it goes up so I can be a part of your accountability group also uh, electronically? Most definitely. I'll just let you, I'll just give you uh, um, access to my shared Google Doc with my incredibly fancy spreadsheet in it <laughs> that I've mentioned before. Awesome. Oh, something else I was going to mention to you, Aaron, and it'll definitely be maybe helpful for some other folks. I've got a uh, new app on my phone called Lose It from LoseIt.com. And it actually, you can plug in uh, all of your foods. You can actually scan barcodes from food at the grocery mm-hmm. store or in your pantry or whatever. You can search foods and recipes and it will track your calories for you. And then you can put in exercises and it tracks how much, how many calories you burn. And then it gives you spreadsheets gives you graphs you can track from history last week last month last year all that kind of good stuff like you've talked about in the past and the website does it all for you instead of having to maintain your own excel document so anybody that wants to go to that level cool or if you just want something that says hey you've eaten 300 more calories than you've burned today then it's actually really cool even just to be able to scan barcodes um but other than that it's actually really useful 
I just Excellent. like that's called lose it. Thing. lose it lose all it all one word loseit.com is the website and you can if you have an iPhone or an Android device you can download their app their apps where where the most of the magic happens I tried to just sign up on the website and it doesn't like that you can't just monitor it all from PC you got to have a mobile device well um for me I am really looking forward to getting back to a schedule I'm on vacation this week enjoying seeing my family and Cheryl's family but I'm looking forward to being back in in my hometown new hometown of Atlanta um, you know being able to hit my steady workouts easily and I have to try to figure out when I'm going to do them so I'm, I'm really looking forward to that uh, 1200 miles down not here to go on my trip so it'll be about a 2100 2200 mile trip when it's all said and done so that's kind of cool but just want to throw in the news real quick uh, before we go on and introduce our guest. Uh, why ice may be bad for sore muscles. It's quite a interesting article. It's a little bit lengthy, so I won't go into whole details a lot about it. But talks about icing before working out and after working out, and what if it may be beneficial or may not be beneficial. You know, for years everybody said rice, rice, rice. Right? Everybody knows that, right? Rest, ice, compression, elevation for a sore muscle. Some people ice before they exercise sometimes, kind of prophylactically, and there's some things that that can actually be bad for you. So take a minute, read this article. It's from New York Times, of course. That's where I seem to always end up. Uh, why I'm, ice may be bad for sore muscles. And without further ado, let's let the rebellion begin. We're excited today to have Mr. Steve Cam, just like Lamb, but with a K, <laughs> uh, with us today. The co-founder, lead champion, and what was the title? Uh, leader of the Nerd Rebellion at nerdfitness.com. And so we're excited to have you. I'm just going to pass it right off to Don R. Sullivan. Let Don do further intros and or begin to talk to our guest. Go, Don. Uh, okay. So we got <laughs> Steve Cam. Wait, we already said that. Uh, Aaron, you already did all this. All right. Let's Steve. Hi. Hey, what's up? Hey. Okay. That was totally natural. All right. So... <laughs> I guess we're going to go ahead and kick this thing off. We've got a lot to cover with you because you lead an entire rebellion, man. I mean, I don't know if you're aware of this, but <laughs> modern day Spartacus. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, so we're already throwing the terms around here. So let's go ahead and get some of the basics down. What is nerd fitness? What does that actually mean? What do nerdiness and fitness have to do with one, each, one another? And, and how have you kind of tied these ideas together? Sure. Uh, you know, at its most basic level, nerd fitness is exactly what it sounds like. A, a fitness website specifically dedicated to nerds and desk jockeys and, and folks that, that work at a computer desk uh, all day, but are still interested in getting in shape. Um, the reason I decided to kind of combine the two is, is, is also as basic as it sounds. I'm a nerd. I, I like fitness and I kind of had this idea, what if you could kind of combine them? You know, I was raised on, on video games and role-playing games, and I just had this idea of really leveling up instead of a character in a video game, if you could actually level up your life, um, which is what the tagline for Nerd Fitness became. And uh, a couple years back, I, I figured, what the hell? I kind of have this idea. Maybe I'll start a website and start writing for it. So I Googled Nerd Fitness and nothing popped up. So I bought the domain, started writing, and uh, the rest is history, as they say. So it was, it was just as easy as that. It was something that, that really interested you to begin with, and it's kind of just grown from there. Absolutely. Uh, specifically, I, I thought there was an opportunity because uh, I think a strong majority of people that maybe would identify as nerds or maybe work a desk job would never actually go to a normal fitness website 
and might not have the confidence to go work out in a gym, but they're still interested in getting in shape and they don't have that group of friends um, or a support group at home to turn to. So I figured why not give those people an opportunity and an outlet to ask questions and uh, really start you know, improving their lives by finding the correct information online. So Steve, did you begin by being fit or were you unfit at the beginning of your journey? Uh, I would say my, my journey honestly started probably, let's see, I was 16 in high school and I had just got cut from my high school basketball team, which wasn't really a surprise. I was incredibly skinny and weak and had no business being on a basketball court, uh, but it kind of devastated me and I, I decided, you know what, I was going to get big and strong and I went to the gym, uh, signed up for a gym membership and told myself I was going to come back a year later. And... Uh, with you know and actually make the team well it turns out actually that never ended up happening um but i almost managed to kill myself on my first day in the gym because i loaded up way too much weight on the the bench press and almost like dropped it on my throat and had to kind of rotate back and forth until the weight spun off both sides of the thing and Been rolled the across the floor it was like the most humiliating thing i've ever experienced uh but i, I survived um and i came back you know the next day and the day after that and the day after that and over the course of a decade, um, I, I kind of got a little bit stronger and a little bit wiser and really started getting interested in, in fitness and how the body works and um, how diet works and everything. So although I started unfit, uh, you know, I'd like to consider myself fit now. I still think there is a, a, a way for me to go as well. Like there's always room for improvement. But uh, it really started because I, I was a beginner and I had nowhere to turn and nobody to reach out to. And I wanted to create a place where those people like myself could actually go and get that information uh, judgment free and, you know, uh, have the confidence to either work out in a gym or develop a workout so that they can work out at home and not have to worry about that stuff. Totally unrelated side note, actually slightly related because of Steve's earlier story. Um, I had a friend in high school, my best, one of my best friends, Steven, he's Dr. Steven Eggleston. He was a guest on the show earlier. He and two other guys were the only three white guys on the basketball team in my hometown. Uh, <laughs> and it's, it was kind of funny. All, all three of them were kind of skinny white guys. And, uh, and they sat the bench so much that, you know how when they put banners up at the games, you know, cheering on certain players and all that, <laughs> they had a banner that they hung up for them every time called, they were called the jury <laughs> <laughs> because they sat yes. the bench the entire game. Every time they were on the state championship same team though. And Steve was actually in the annual holding up the trophy because he was one of the tallest guys, but <laughs> they were the awesome. jury and had their numbers up there on it. It was great. <laughs> awesome. So, and Steve, you talk about, uh, you know, just giving folks a place that they can go and ask questions and, and really be encouraged. And, and it, as far as I can tell, that's actually one of the big features of nerd fitness at this point, which you call the nerd, the, uh, the rebellion, I guess is the, the short term, but the nerd fitness rebellion. Um, and that's actually gotten really huge. I've seen, um, just kind of perusing, because uh, I'm not a big forum guy, but you guys have a lot of folks out there that have really made connections and have really been able to change the way they live and live a better life. Just being able to connect with folks. Um, and I don't know. I don't know if you it seems like you're a big participator in the forums. I mean, how do you interact with that? Are you in there kind of mentoring these folks on a daily basis or how does that work for you? Sure. Uh, well, I'll tell you a little bit how it started. Uh, about a year and a half, uh, for the first year and, uh, yeah, I want to say for the, for the probably first 
14, 16 months of the website, it was honestly, it was just me and a blog. I would write a couple articles a week and, um, and, and that was it. The interaction between readers and myself are just very, you know, one dimensional. They would go back and forth from comments or emails. Uh, but I knew there was an opportunity for, for readers to really kind of connect with each other. And I thought if nerd fitness was going to get to the place it could be and help out as many people as possible, there needed to be an opportunity for the readers to connect with each other. So I actually, I, I remember this. I put out on the website, I, I kind of, you know, we have a community, but community didn't sound nerdy enough for me. So I, I decided, you know, what are we going to call ourselves? Do we, is it an army? Is it a, what do we call ourselves? And because um, Star Wars is such a, obviously a, a big influence on, on every nerd's life. Uh, I was like, do we want to be the Empire or the Rebellion? And overwhelmingly, the responses came back, Rebellion, Empire sucks. So it's like, <laughs> awesome. easy enough. And, and I remember Googling um, the, you know, the Rebellion logo, and it actually, it, 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 I already had the Nerd Fitness logo, but the, but the Rebel Alliance logo worked so well with the color scheme of Nerd Fitness. I was like, this is a match made in heaven. I done so <laughs> i awesome. we decided to call ourselves the nerd fitness rebellion uh, a couple weeks after that launched some message boards and to a very small group of people i think it was to maybe 20 or 30 folks but they were all very dedicated and very excited about being part of something that's cool and um as of now we're closing in on four thousand people on the boards and a hundred thousand posts and uh uh, to answer to the your question, um, I, I used to be in there every day for as many hours as possible, and unfortunately now, due to kind of my travel schedule and uh, everything else that's going on behind the scenes with Nerd Fitness, I don't get to hang out in there nearly as much. Fortunately, the community is so awesome and full of so many great people that if anybody has a question, uh, there's already 20 responses to it before I even get a chance to hop in there. So the community nice. kind of polices itself. Uh, it's Honestly, the nicest, most supportive, uh, least troll-heavy message boards I have ever been a part of, which uh, surprises me on a daily basis. Uh, but it's it's honestly the coolest thing that I think has come out of Nerd Fitness is definitely this community aspect of it. That's great. Very awesome. So what um, – I just threw this in here as just a random trivia, I guess, uh, which is plenty nerdy in itself. What's your favorite Nerd Fitness post that you've done so far? <laughs> Favorite, uh, like I said, I'm a huge, I'm a huge role playing guy. Uh, as far as you know, video games. Growing up, I was raised on Final Fantasy VI or Final Fantasy III in the states. Chrono Trigger, uh, Secret of Mana, Secret Evermore, and believe it or not, EverQuest on the computer was the the initial catalyst for nerd fitness. I built my own computer, and the motherboard fried on it while playing EverQuest Two, and I actually couldn't afford to buy more components to fix it. So I decided to start Nerd Fitness instead and told myself I couldn't play EverQuest again until I made my first dollar online. Uh, it took me 18 months, but I finally got back in there after that. Uh, so my favorite post was called, um, What is Your Profession? And it kind of combined EverQuest and, and fitness. Uh, for example, you know, it was like, what's, what's your class? What's your profession? Warriors would be the powerlifting uh, weightlifters. Uh, scouts would be people like that run marathons or ride bikes, go swimming. Uh, rangers would be more body weight exercises, CrossFit type stuff. Uh, druids were yoga people. Assassins were parkour guys. And each of them had like real world examples. And, um, and then I just asked people at the end of it, you know, what was, what's your class and what's your race and, uh, and all that stuff. And I think it's, you know, over a hundred, hundred plus comments. Um, it's the one that continues to pop up with new comments on a daily basis, even though I wrote it probably two years ago. 
Uh, and it's just the, uh, the perfect combination of nerd and fitness. And I think people really, really kind of jumped on that. Steve, I, I got to say, when we first started this, I was sort of doubting your nerd cred, but EverQuest <laughs> there, you just, you do, I, I bow to your nerdness. Uh, you uh, I, love, nerd. I love me some EverQuest. And uh, like I said, if my computer never broke, nerd fitness would never exist. Well, another, another side note about myself instead of our guest. Today, uh, Don, this, uh, this is for you, actually. Um, I'm, I'm at my mom's for a little mini post-Christmas vacation, and we decided to go through some of the things in the attic, and I found my Johnny, um, not Johnny Quest, that's a whole different thing. Uh, I can't think of what it's called right now, but it's, uh, it's an Old West type thing. But then in the bottom of this one box, Don, I found a couple of 1983 uh, Dungeons & Dragons modules still yes. all bound together. It was like Tomb of the Lich King and something else, and then a bunch of ones that I had made, including this four-page taped-together map where I'd made like a thousand rooms and actually never finished any of it. But anyway, I thought about you, Don. I'm bringing it to you so you can put it in your archives. Awesome. Tomb of the Lich King is classic, but we're not going to go there. So. <laughs> Back to Steve. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> All right. Constructive conversation. All right. So, Steve, you talked about leveling up your life and all the all the nerdiness that goes with that, all, all the fitness that goes with that. How in the world does world travel fit into this? And for anybody that doesn't know, Steve has circled the globe at least two bajillion times at this point, <laughs> according to Yon website. Um, so, how, did, yeah. how in the world did all this happen? Is this part of? Are you are you advocating that we go on on uh, month long? Well, he's adventures, questing. Or how does this work? Clearly. You're questing. Yeah, you can't level up in one level. <laughs> you got to go. You got to beat the boss and go to the next level. Right. Exactly. Uh, honestly, the, the the way it came up is up until last October, I had never been out of North America. Um, so I'd never done any sort of traveling anywhere. But due to the success of Nerd Fitness, I was able to quit my day job and I could run Nerd Fitness from a laptop. Um, and I had always had this desire. My, my favorite video game series of all time would help, probably have to be The Legend of Zelda. And I just, you know, I've always been a fan of Link and, you know, how you kind of grow up in this little area and eventually get to explore this great big world. Well, I had never explored or done any of that stuff. And now that I had the opportunity to to travel and run my company from my laptop, I thought it was a unique opportunity for me as a young single guy to to start exploring the world and kind of level up not only my life, but also you know have have these experiences and stories and memories that I could always look back on because uh, I knew if I waited until time was right or until whenever it, it never would have happened. So I, I literally just decided that yeah I was going to start traveling and trying to do as much cool stuff around the world to not only level up my own experiences but kind of inspire other people to step outside of their comfort zones. Uh, as I said, I'm, I'm a nerd. I'm generally pretty risk averse. I'm a picky eater. Like I said, I had never traveled outside of North America. I had never traveled by myself. Um, and I specifically did these things because they scared the crap out of me. And I thought it would be a good opportunity for me to kind of get over some of these fears and step out of my comfort zone and one, hopefully inspire other people to do it, and two, just kind of have some awesome stories to look back on. <laughs> Very cool. So what's the, again, kind of throwing trivia out here at you, um, what's the best story that you've got so far um, of somebody that you've actually worked with and, and helped out either directly or, or through the forum or you know just somebody that sent you a message and said, hey, I've read your website and this is how I've leveled up my life and these this is how i've 
I've changed from and where I was and and where I'm at now and um and do a lot of these come out of the forum and and um you know is that a big is that a big influence for you is that a big encouragement for you to hear all these stories Absolutely uh honestly the, the nothing makes me more excited than getting an email from somebody that said hey man I I lost 20 pounds or I lost you know 10 pounds and I ran a half marathon or I did my first pull up today after two years of working on it. Uh, those are the things that are so that, that make me so excited and happy. Uh, the best story is actually I will be putting out within the next week or two. Um, it's a reader who in the past 10 months has lost 130 pounds. Um, awesome. Following nerd fitness. And, and the best part is he's got pictures of every month along the way. And it's one of those stories where if you see the, the beginning or the, you know, if you see the before and after, like you'd, you'd be like, no way in hell. This is from an infomercial. I don't believe it. Um, but this guy, <laughs> has been e- yeah, this guy has been emailing me updates every month with a new picture along the way. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not lying when I say it honestly brought tears to my eyes that when the guy emailed me after 10 months and said, I'm a completely different person. I, I, I never thought I would get to this point, but, but here I am. And, uh, I, I literally started crying sitting at my computer saying like, this guy is going to live such a better life now and hopefully once i can put his story out there uh, like i said it should be out within the next week or two um that uh hopefully he can inspire other people and you know he was a big dude he was three i think he was 330 pounds or something um or three 320 somewhere in there and now he's down to 185 he went from like a 4xl shirt down to a medium or a large uh he's and on top of all that, he traveled two weeks out of every month and still managed to to exercise and, and eat right and it just kind of plugged along the whole time. It's been really, really cool to see. That's awesome. Awesome. Yeah, that sounds that sounds kinda like and that last line there, he's just kinda plugged along. That's something that, that we're pretty big on is that um you know, you do our our group is one meal, one workout, and you just do the next meal and the next workout. As long as you can get that one meal right and that one workout right, then you know, you just yep. keep doing that long enough and it eventually builds up into something, into something big. Nobody Absolutely. goes out and loses a hundred pounds. You just go out and like Aaron says, you lose one pound at a time, a hundred times. Yep. yep. And then you just try not to put it back on one pound at a time either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <clears throat> Keeping it off is the fun part too. Yes, definitely. Well, um, Steve, can I ask a question that doesn't have anything to do with fitness? Sure. That's what I do on the show. I break shows. Uh, <laughs> Awesome. And I'm curious as a as an entrepreneur myself, and other people listening to this might be interested. Uh, can you give us just a quick, like you know, two minute summary of how you grew your business? You you said you you went from making your first dollar eighteen minutes uh, months in to quitting your day job uh, uh, at some point after that. I'm curious how that works out for you. Sure. So when I started, I really just started writing articles. I had no, I, I wasn't sure how to monetize the site. Um, I just figured I would build a really, really committed audience and a really supportive group of people and then eventually find a way to provide them with some service or product and uh, hopefully make some money off of it. So for 18 months, I wrote two articles a week. Well, actually, for the first nine months, I wrote five articles a week and then I switched to two articles a week. Uh, so for 18 months, I did nothing but write and help and answer every email and respond to every comment and every tweet and Facebook message and message board post. I spent 18 months doing nothing but that. Uh, and then honestly, I, 
uh, the site got to a point, I think I had around 2000 email and RSS subscribers at that point. Um, and I quit my day job before I had made a single dollar, uh, which was obviously a huge risk. Um, but a risk that I felt was, was in my best interest. I let my readers know, Hey guys, this is what I want my life's work to be. This is something I'm so passionate about and so proud to be working for. I'm going to create a fitness plan or product that I, I think a strong majority of you guys could really use. Uh, it'll be out in about a month. If you're interested in picking it up, go for it. If you want to help support nerd fitness, tell your friends and, and, uh, and yeah, that was kind of it. So about a month after I quit my day job, I put out my first ebook through nerd fitness. It's called the rebel fitness guide. And honestly, I hope to sell like if I could sell 30 of these things in the first week, I would be over the moon happy and that would buy me a couple weeks of income and then I could work on it or write some guest posts and expand the audience and stuff. But I was fortunate enough to sell about 120 of them, I think, in those first four days. And uh, and then really from there, I just continued working every day, every night, writing articles, uh, connecting with as many people as possible, helping as many people as possible. And the books just continued to sell uh, you know, on a pretty slow basis up until earlier or very late 2010, early 2011, things kind of started to explode and really take off. Thank you. That's a great uh, primer for those who might be uh, wanting to follow in your footsteps in, in more than one way. Well, I, I could talk about that for seven hours, so you'll have to cut me off. <laughs> we'll have you back on another show for that. Well, you know, <laughs> it's funny because um, you, uh, you echo something that a previous guest on another show of Mark's, his his flagship show that he's actually the main host of, uh, that talked about podcasting and websites and stuff. He said, you know, the real you can make money from advertising, but it really comes down to creating something that's a service or a product that you own that you can sell, yep. um, that you have to offer to the community, and that's and when you do that, and that's whenever you're able to, and it's it benefits everybody because you've you've been able to now focus your attention on this. So now we're getting the best from Steve Cam. You're not splitting your time between day job and nerd fitness. We're getting the best that you have to offer at nerd fitness, not 35% nerd fitness and 65% at Walmart or wherever you happen to work. Right. And, uh, and, but at the same time, it's allowing you to do the thing you're passionate about. Absolutely. And, um, what was I going to say there? Uh, oh yeah. uh, Advertising. I, I don't have a single ad on the website. I have never had one. I don't plan on having one. Uh, so my money all comes in through the eBooks and t-shirts and sweatshirts, which I'm, currently wearing uh, <laughs> that I sell through the website. So there's no ads. It's all pr- things that I've created that are specifically designed for, for the nerd fitness community. And I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm definitely going to be sporting a nerd fitness um, hoodie or shirt or something soon. I, I, I was looking down the other day and just didn't up not pulling the, the trigger um, because I didn't pull the trigger. I don't remember why, but it wasn't a loss sale. It was a postponed sale. Don't worry. <laughs> they're they're comfy as hell. I promise. That's great. Um, so, um, you know, those of you who are listening to this episode, you may be interested to know that this is this is our first part one, part two um, podcast uh, series, a series of two. It takes just two to make a series. I understand. So, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to kind of wrap it up here. But I encourage you, um, if you're getting this or on the RSS feed and you're getting this live, make sure you catch up next week because we're going to talk to Steve in just a minute here about what he actually talks about, about fitness and some encouraging things. We're not going to ask him to give the entire content of his, his fitness plan, but we'll make sure we give a link to where you can buy it if you're interested. Um, so uh, with that, uh, Steve, I really appreciate your time. And 
we could talk for hours about this because it's, it's really cool and interesting. I, I love reading your posts and um, oh, my son, I'm, I'm breeding, not breeding. I'm growing a nerd myself. He's already, <laughs> you know, playing a game the other day and he's quoting the green lantern uh, pledge as he's throwing his dice, you know, green lanterns light and that kind of stuff. So I'm sure <laughs> when he's old enough, he'll be reading nerd fitness uh, himself because he's a big star Wars fan and ner- and a uh, Legos fan. He's in there right now, putting Legos together that he got for Christmas. So awesome. Anyway, any Don Mark, anything you want to finish up this uh, episode with uh, Steve? No, I'm looking forward to part two in, in a big, big way. Big market teaser, big market teaser, there big market. Teaser. So uh, eat less exercise more tip. We did those for the entirety of the 2011 year. Since I am the kingpin of the tw- of the one meal workout empire, and I have unilateral rights to change anything I want in regards to show content, and if I didn't have them before, I've just taken them by saying dibs. Uh, Our I'm dear going leader, to say, <laughs> eat less, exercise more. Tip um, going forward, your eat less, exercise more tip is listen to this podcast because every week we bring something about eating less or exercising more. So listen to the podcast going forward. But in the future, I'm just going to give a little teaser next week. Our tip section is going to change. That's all I'm going to tell you. Our tip mm. section is going to change next week. Either A, I'll come up with a better idea, or B, it'll mysteriously be gone. I'm planning on it being A, <laughs> but I've got to decide if I want to commit to it. But right now, I just want to say, <laughs> eat less, exercise more tip. Listen to this podcast. That is the that is our eat less, exercise more tip ad infinitum. Well, you could add another one, and that would be nerdfitness.com. Yeah, that's, for this that's week. another great yeah, uh, definitely uh, check out nerdfitness.com. So, Mark, if somebody wanted to find some more information about Elements and Opie Taylor and the <laughs> conjunction, the union, the purposacity of those two things, where would they go? Probably the only place in the world where Mayberry RFD and Mendelev come together is at elementopie.com, where we have uh, all sorts of good stuff. We have at the at present five uh, podcasts. This is one of them, One Meal, One Workout. We have four others that you will love equally as much. Nah, probably not. Uh, as but, each other or as this one? As this one. There we go. Yes. Okay. <laughs> you will love them. They're all my children. I love them equally. Um, uh, you can also find the forum. Steve talked about the forums for his show and how that was how his community got together. We have a forum for this show at elementop.com. You can go there. You can get together with other people who are going through the same stuff you're going through. You can learn from each other. You can teach each other. You can commiserate with each other. You can talk about how much you wish Twinkies were never invented. All right there at elementop.com. That would be awesome. If you want to get a hold of me, the former fat guy, Aaron Butler, just email me at double A-R-O-N at one meal one workout.com. If you have a question for either of these guys regarding OneMillWorkout.com, you can do the same thing there. Or you can also just go to the forums, go to the message boards, go anywhere you want, and you can get a hold of me or Don R. or Mark Cockrell and find out uh, whatever it is. If you have a show topic idea, send it our way. If you know somebody out there that's as interesting as Steve Cam, well, A, you're awesome because he's awesome, and that's awesome that you know somebody that's that awesome. And B, we would love to know who that awesome person is. Aaron, say awesome for me one time, please. Awesome. Thank you. University of Michigan, is it, that puts out the 10 most overused words or whatever every year? Is it that? or uh, they This year they put out one of the words on their list was amazing, that it's been overused. So I just wanted to go on record saying that their list is amazing and awesome. I so, would say uh, it, most overused by Apple Corporation, I think. Think so? Yeah. They, Are they bad about that? Steve Jobs said amazing 400 times in every keynote. That's, that's awesome. Um <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, without further ado or blathering, 
Remember, before starting any exercise or fitness program or diet program or nerd fitness program, consult your healthcare provider. <laughs>